Welcome to the Step Change Podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast are my thoughts to help you with the development of your own business. And I like to invite guests every so often to tell us a little bit more about their expertise and to help you again with your thoughts in your own business. And this Step Change Podcast is entitled Standing Out from the Crowd. And I've asked Andrew Hancock from Brand Asylum to join me. Welcome, Andrew. Hi, Mike. Nice to be here. Really pleased that you can join us because I think if there's someone I'd like to um, have share their expertise with my audience is yourself because of your expertise of exactly that, helping people stand out from the crowd. But to kick off, please just tell us a little bit more about yourself and Brand Asylum. Yeah, I'm the uh, founder and creative director of Brand Asylum and we're a brand communications agency based in South Oxfordshire. Um, and we basically help businesses um, say the right thing, look the right way and present themselves in the right time in the right place. Um, across all marketing comms. So it's website, digital, traditional, social, and also with their strategy as well nowadays. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. One of the things I sort of wanted to pick up on with you early doors, because you, you kindly um, came on our radio show recently and talked about creativity. And one of the things that you talked about at the show is that creativity comes from anywhere and from anyone. So to tell us a little bit more about your thoughts again on that. Yeah, I'd, I've been in many, many a brainstorm, many, many a room with lots of people all thinking they've got the next biggest, best, greatest idea. Um, and quite often we'll have someone in the room who sits there and says nothing, but actually has a really good idea. So I've always had this ethos when I'm with people. It's like, you know, everyone has an idea. Everyone has a voice. Put it on the table. No idea is a bad idea. So as soon as you open that conversation out then even the little, it might not be the right solution, but it might just take you on a different path and different track that creates the right solution. So people should never be scared of keeping quiet. They should just, you know, all ideas, it's, a, it's an open table, an open book. Yeah, so everybody's thoughts is contributing to that whole creative piece for... 100%, I, I think everybody is creative. I, I, I don't think, you know, if you, if you look at what people do, their passions, you know, with their reading, whatever they do, I think there's a, there's a creativity that's set in our, in our, in our brains. And Mike, you probably know this, but you know the the right hand side of the brain and left hand side of the brain, and how it splits between creativity and and not. Mm. I, don't, I think it's one interesting thing you know that I wanted to explore again with you is that what I do like about yourself and the conversation we have is the ability to draw creativity out of people. So tell us a little bit more about how you do that. Yeah, it's 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 really, and certainly for for people and, and then for businesses, it's trying to get underneath the skin of what the businesses actually do, and trying to work out where they want to be. And, and what they want to say. I think their messaging is really important. And even more so in today's marketplace, where the world's changed so drastically, um, the messaging has to change and people have had to change. And we do that by, you know, almost answering or asking difficult questions about the business from the outset. So they're really clear on what their proposition is and what their USP is. And then we help define that to then go, actually, this is now what we really need to be saying. And this is how we're going to target them. So they feel secure in their knowledge that what they're saying is absolutely right in terms of what they want to be saying at the time. Yeah. And in terms of the, that piece, how, how difficult do you find it with businesses that they can't always tell exactly the story they want to tell because they're so sort of hooked into some initial picture of their business? It's, it, it's, it's really tough. And to be honest with you, you know, we have some clients who are amazing go, Andrew, this is what we think we are help us and then we'll position them and do the positioning and the messaging and all the creative that go around that. And they come and go, that's perfect. You've got us. It's summed up. It's exactly, we're going to go with it. That's, that's why they hire us. Or you've got clients who go, 
no, you just don't understand us. And we're going, well, we think we do understand you. You just don't want to listen. And it's almost like, you know, they can't see the wood through the trees. And, and some people I think are so bloody minded that they don't want to listen. They think they're absolutely right. And they're the hardest clients of all when they think they're right. And in fact, when they step away from their business and go and trust what we do as professionals in the creative industry and the, de the um, design industry, and they look at it and they go, oh my God, you, you were right. I'm really sorry when they see it actually working. Yeah. And, you know, I was reflecting the other day on a, a great presentation you did in a, in a marketing peer group that, that I run. And uh, you, sh you shared a piece around there which really demonstrated about the power of putting the expertise in the hands of an expert. And how frustrating is it when somebody does come to you and they've got such a set idea that actually whatever you come up with is going to be difficult to persuade them that it's a different way to look at things? It's, I, I think you learn quite quickly, if you, if you have clients like that, then they soon won't be clients because what they really do is just waste your time and effort and energy. And really you want to be working with clients that go, you know, we hire you for a reason. You know, we want your thinking, your knowledge, your understanding, your expertise to then take our business further. So we're going to trust you. That's what we're being paid for fundamentally. I think you've got clients who don't want to change anything or want, or want to use a certain image of, that they found off Google images, which is, you know, ridiculously small, but they want to do it in a big poster. And you go, you're probably talking to the wrong people. We can't, we can't help those types of people. And I guess they'll only learn by making those mistakes over and over again. And then they'll come back and go, and I've had it before when, in fact, I've I designed a website and, and, and put a quote together for a web build. And the client at the time said, no, it's really so we're going with someone else because they're cheaper. And they were, I think they were 199 from India. And then 12 months later, they came back and said, didn't work, Andrew, really sorry. Can we have you now, please? Can you do it again? Yeah. And, you know, you, when you can look at, obviously, your own website and look at the fantastic brands that you've created, but I know your business isn't just about branding, is it? What, tell us a little bit more about the other things that you int introduced us to in the introduction about the other elements of the business. Yeah, we do. It, it's, it's funny. Brand Asylum is, is purely the name. Um, it's really very much, we, we look at brands as a whole and holistically, and we work with brands on a strategic level, so working out their marketing plan and their business plans for them. But we also build brands web presence. So by, you know, new websites, updating websites, we refresh branding, we create brands, but also we look at, you know, we do videos, we do uh, internal communications, uh, we do also storyboarding, um, concept creation, uh, brainstorming as any number of the creative kind of platform is so broad now that we, that we work across everything. What we don't do though is, is SEO and PPC because that's very, very specialist. But we're very much the, the creative solution to any marketing and design problems that you might have. Great. And you, you mentioned a word that I wanted to explore, really, is the, the holistic view that you offer. How important is it a business that looks holistically at their whole communications creative package, if you like, to say, actually, I'm not going to be fixed on my delivery channel being X or Y. It's, it could be a wider piece that an expert can lead me towards. I, I think it's invaluable. I think people get so focused going down one path and they realize that A doesn't join up with B and they've jumped directly to D. And, you know, when you've got a business, you've got to make sure that your left hand is talking to your right hand in terms of, the, you know, if you look at that in a business sense, your website, it's got the same messaging as your, your LinkedIn profile or social media profile. And that's got the same messaging that you're putting out internally, if it's a big SME or that's being pushing out in terms of what your comms wants to say, whatever that vehicle is you're using whether it's, you know, through podcasts, whether it's through radio, whether it's through video, the, the message has to be the same. 
And if it's not the same, where with the, the touch points and the pillars where people, you know, visit you and come and engage with you is going to look really dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things that you talk about, and hence why we've uh, entitled this podcast Standing Out from the Crowd, is that that's exactly what you want people to do, is to stand out and not be bland, isn't it? So tell us a little bit more about that. You know, what, what should we re- really be thinking about as businesses to help us stand out from that crowd? I, I think firstly, it's by, you know, in, employing an expert, um, getting to understand exactly what your business is and what your product is that you're trying to push and finding out if there's a niche or if there's a market or if there's a, a, a USP. Um, it's really hard in this day and age to, to find the USP, but it's, it's getting that little bit of difference and then bouncing on the back of that to then create something that's a little bit different that's going to make people look twice, engage again and come back more and more. It's great that people might see it once, but you don't want that. You want people to come back over and over and over again. So you want to create some brand loyalty and some brand relationship. And that's what all the, all the brands are doing all the time. ASOS, eBay, Coke, all the big brands, you know, car brands, they, they do it so in so many clever ways with so many different touch points that before you know it, you've gone and bought yourself a new Mercedes and you didn't even want one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can picture some of those purchases I've made in that case. Um, <laughs> I wanted to explore something. You shared with us an image of FedEx, uh, their logo. And I've looked at that logo many, many, many times, and I'd never seen the arrow that you pointed out. So is that clever or is that creativity or is that the consumer not really understanding the brand? Why is there some things in there that we don't always see? I, I I think there are a number of answers to that. But my first answer was going to be that was just a really clever designer who wanted to put his own mark on it when the logo was created. Um, but I actually know in, in, in hindsight and, and reading up on it, it, it was done on purpose. And it was narrow because FedEx delivers. So it's narrow going forwards, which is what they wanted to do. And there's a massive thing with designers and creatives about how you can best use space and especially negative space. And you can make shapes and, you know, creative, created creative communications tools through that negative space. So it's, especially with the FedEx one, it's just really simple, really clean, and it's hiding in plain sight, which the great and the best design works because it's simple. It's, you know, keep it simple, stupid, which we use a lot. And you don't see it until you really look at stuff. And as a creative and an art director, I'm looking at stuff all the time. So you see little nuances that other people can't see. Mm. And to make it useful for the listeners then in terms of talking about, you know, standing out from the crowd, the holistic view of, 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 of all the different elements of how we could communicate. Let's take a case study of one of your, your customers, if you like, you can name them or not name them, but in terms of, you know, how did you make them stand out from the crowd and what different channels did you use to help them communicate that? I think it's, I, I won't name anyone, um, but I, I think it's, what we do is, and this goes back at, a while is, is, is we looked at the business, they didn't have a USP. So they had a USP, but they didn't have any messaging or, or positioning statements. So we created and worked with them a positioning statements. And then out of that, created a new brand, a new website, new profiles, and then new, you know, marketing techniques that they hadn't, hadn't used or didn't think was right for them. But actually when we started doing the work and the data came back in, and it showed that those channels were absolutely pivotal to, to make their business grow. So it was really looking at from literally getting under their skin, almost to the extent where we'd have hard conversations with the business owners and go, this is what 
your business stands for. This is what you're doing. I go, oh, no, it doesn't. It's kind of, uh, we just, it's, it's having those and agreeing those and then everything else can work out from there. Mm. Okay. And in terms of, you know, th this sort of stand out from the crowd, if I was thinking about how I wanted to communicate my business, have you got some simple tips that makes me think, yeah, okay, that's what I need to think about over and above the obvious in terms of, you know, the message I might have on social media, et cetera? Yeah, I, I think it's very easy for, for, for people to put everything down in one place all at the same time or do lots of things all at the same time. And, you know, people are fickle and, and they like to be, I think, gently cajoled rather than told what to do. So if you have a focus and you focus on one thing, so there's one topic you want to focus in, do that over like a set period and then focus on another topic. But make sure that topic is then across all your channels. So wherever they go to, they can see that that topic is the key topic that you want to push out. With that, that then brings in this whole keep it simple, stupid, which is like, you know, you can then focus your message and your graphics and your advertising and your marketing to really simplify down what you want to say and how you want to say it. So it helps on both levels. The, the, for the end user to be able to engage, because you're only talking about one simplified message, but also for the client to then go, actually, this is what our focus is going to be for this quarter or for you know this period. Mm. And on that keep it simple, stupid then, have you got a tip that can help us simplify our message sometimes? Because I think most business owners overcomplicate their message, don't they? So how, how can we keep it more simple? I think don't be scared of saying less. Don't be scared of you know using less. Don't be scared of of having one or two colors. Don't be scared of, of having a really strong image. I think what, rather than think about what you want to say, think about turn the tables and go, how am I going to engage with people? What's, what's going to be an engagement? And, you know, is it going to be a great image? Is it going to be something a little bit witty? Is it going to be something that's got some humor? Has it got, you know, is it a serious message? Is there something a little bit clever in what I'm trying to say? You don't need to say it all. I think that's, that, that's the joy. And, and that's the real skill of, of marketing these days is we don't have to say it all at the same time now. You know, there are so many channels, you know, look at LinkedIn, look at Facebook, look at TikTok. It's instant, it's instant, instant. You know, LinkedIn might be slightly longer, websites again slightly longer, but you still update it really easily. Look at video, look at YouTube channels, you know, look at search engines, where they go, what people use. It's, it's all about the content, I think is really important and how that engages. If you're talking to a surfer, for example, you know, if you had a, a, a shot of a, an urban skate park, you know, he probably wouldn't get that. But if you're on a, an amazing beach somewhere standing there, you know, waist deep in the surf going, check me out, there would be some engagement. So it's finding that level. It's finding who your customer is and where they want to sit. Yeah, and I guess in terms of, you know, Again, thinking, I guess, on a case studies type, type basis is that this sort of keep it simple, stupid. You know, people are sometimes fearful because they get confused marketing and sales. You know, in terms of sales, it's an instant result. You know, how do I get that instant result out of my sales process? And marketing is a bit more, I call it sort of bread on the water side of things. But people always now, I think, in their marketing investment want to have some sort of how do I measure my return on investment? How do I? How do I make sure this is working for me? What's your thoughts around that? I think this is one of the biggest debates that us as creatives have. Um, ROI on creative and brand is almost impossible to track unless you're looking at SEO and PPC and things like that, which are actually data trackable. Um, 
I think what clients and, and people need to understand with, with brands is that it's all about brand building, which takes time. It's not instant. It's all about building that relationship. It's building that knowledge base. It's building that go-to place. And that all takes time and investment. And it's not an instant return, but it'll pay dividends further down the line. And there are lots of, you know, lots of ways big companies and small companies try and do this. But I think you've got to start just growing that seed and that seed will get bigger and bigger. It's almost like a snowball effect. When you start getting some momentum, then everything starts coming from that. But it's just being careful that you don't want, you know, before, yeah, you can't run before you can walk type thing. And just to, to finish off today's podcast, just tell us a little bit about the stuff that you're working on at this moment in time. Yeah, the, at the moment we're doing a, a whole range of stuff. We've just done a finished a massive video for 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 a global accountancy company and their virtual events, um, launching a gin brand in New Zealand, doing all the branding, the bottle labeling, and the branding of the website for that, which is fascinating. Again, a very different market, um, and lots in between with lots of websites. There's lots of social media. There's lots of positioning. And even looking into, you know, deep down messaging now that we're, we're trying to do more strategy of how businesses work and want to be portrayed as much as then just the creative and outlooking side of things. So, you know, so not only do they look good, they also sound good, but they deliver great stuff as well. Fantastic. And as always, it's really interesting to hear the stuff you're working on because I know you're always working on some really interesting stuff, but also a diversity of stuff showing the demonstration of that holistic communication tools that you have to your abreast, I guess. So brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for, for joining me for, for this latest podcast. If uh, people want to look you up, where do they need to look you up? Yeah, visit our website, www.brandasylum.co.uk or find me on uh, LinkedIn or drop me an email or, or call, whatever works. Brilliant. Thanks again, Andrew. Thank you. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. So thank you for listening to my latest Step Change podcast. As always, I hope that's been thought-provoking for you, giving you some information to take back into your own businesses and help you to develop your own business. Thanks again to my guest, Andrew Hancock from Brand Asylum, who I hope you agree has uh, shared some really insightful thoughts with us earlier today. Please do subscribe to my podcast um, via one of your favourite players. And next time I release my next episode, you'll be one of the first to know.